This is Cindy Legaretta coming to you from Sky Cave in New Orleans, courtesy of Anchor. And this is Telescope of Memory from the series Whorehouse Christmas, Watch Band. Go say hello, Sandra barked. He's okay. He's been here before. Weary, she put her magazine down. She straightened the fold in her lab coat, checked the pocket for condoms, stepped into her high heels, and went down the hall to the big room. The routine never varied. Poke a head in, give a quick greeting, and leave, allowing the next girl to do the same. As the door opened, she looked. A frail, homely man was sitting on a chair in the corner. Seeing him, she got the oddest feeling. She hoped he would not pick her. She didn't know why. Ten years in business had given her pride in her inventiveness, the way she could play, improvise in a heartbeat, any scenario which fulfilled any man's fantasy. Always in command, never getting involved. She thought of herself as an elite actress, her willingness to go along with any request made in this most intimate theater meant she was sought after, as well as smug and well-paid. A cool, brittle beauty, she went her own way, alone. It was unspoken. There was a line Johns would not cross. But they all seemed to know where it was, and so far, no one had put her on the spot. Moments passed. Sandra came looking for her. He wants you. Half hour, no bath. Her heart sank. Back in the room, he was already undressed, lying face down. His skinny legs were wasted, buttocks nearly non-existent. He was naked, except for a wristwatch. The band was the widest she had ever seen. Then, with a slow writhe and twist, he reached, removing the watch. Her eyes remained glued to his arm. She saw the reason for the thickness of the band. Underneath was a tattoo. Six blue numbers. He said one word very quietly, but she clearly heard it. The word was Auschwitz. When he spoke again, his voice was pleading, a dark whisper. Hurt me, he husked. I want you to hurt me. She laughed uneasily. Hey, hey, I'm not into that. But if you do it, you'll like it. She thought, guy's a psycho. You're a strong woman, he rattled on. I can feel it. That's why I picked you. Your eyes now, you see, the eyes tell everything. So I know you will enjoy making me suffer. I want your hatred. I must have cruelty, you understand? You know how to treat a man like me, now don't you? Admit it, we're the same, you and I. It's almost as if we can read each other's minds. He was slipping further away with every word. He went on, you've got to help me. I must be punished. It's important I pay for my dreadful sin. I swear I'm not worth anyone's kindness. Contempt, that is what you must give me. It would be a blessing, a mitzvah. Please, dominate me, I beg you. Call me a Jew pig. He was close to tears. From somewhere, 
a sensation began to rise, an acceleration. It quickened, took on an impetus and forward motion. Acting on instinct, she spotted the hairbrush on the table, suddenly slapping it against the palm of her hand. He jumped. Seeing his excitement, she hit her hand again, hissing, "'Motherless bastard garbage! How angry I am with you!' You goddamn vile, worthless slime. Don't speak. Don't even breathe. You are not permitted to address me. I'm here for one reason, one reason only, to make sure you get exactly what you deserve. She paused, heard him moan. He was fully aroused. The harsher she spoke, the higher, more feverish his frenzy grew. You are a pig, she continued her tirade. I knew it the second I saw you. Writhing on the table, he received her torrent of abuse with helpless ecstasy. She screamed, Weak, ugly, pitiful shit, you and all your wretched, miserable kind. You are worse than scum. I'm going to give you a thrashing you never forget. I hate you so much. Fucking Jew rats. You people are lower than low. Each word was punctuated by a blow. She brought her hand down faster and faster, drunk on her own malice. The brush rose and fell in rhythm as it pounded him without mercy. Subhuman puke vermin, fit only to die like a dog. Trembling with exhilaration, she watched him arch and cry out, making an unearthly sound. His orgasm overtook him like a sneeze, a second spasm, and he sank back, exhausted. They were silent. She turned and quietly left the room, walking to the linen closet, surprised to find her step unsteady. The smell of softener and clean towels was strangely comforting, Picking several items still warm from the dryer, she made her way back to the room. He had finished dressing and was knotting his tie. She noticed it did not match his shabby, ill-fitting suit. He seemed in a hurry to leave, which was fine. She had a moment's terror that he might linger to chat. "'Thank you, dear,' he said stiffly, pressing a bill into her hand. Then he added, "'You're good.' She felt faint. Sandra will let you out. She found breathing difficult. Her only thought, get away. She shut the door, walked quickly to the lounge, and returned to the magazine. Her hand was still shaking as she turned the pages. She was now unable to see the print. A drop fell onto the magazine. She began to cry. She could not stop. Oh, Jesus, God i got to get out of here before I blow up and scream the friggin' joint down around my head. Can't let anybody see me. She gripped the arm of the chair. The room was lurching. Queen of artifice, mistress of deception. <laughs> my ass. A paper-thin wall somewhere was tearing. She could hear it give way. Breathe deep, she told herself. Waves of nausea were coming stronger. She wept. Settle down, damn it! She spoke firmly, commanding her pulse to obey. After a second, she felt her body stop racing. 
let the tremor wash over, roll past and finally away to some distant sea. She took a breath and gave a tiny shudder and wiped her eyes. <sighs> couple days off, that's what she needed. She'd call Sandra tomorrow. A few days rest. Yeah, right. Go to the gym, visit mom, piece of cake. She'd shake this, no sweat. But she did not understand. The little man had spoken true. They were the same. They were both prisoners. I won't ask if you liked that story. It's not a story anyone ever likes. And it took 10 years to get to the page and another 30 to make it onto this podcast. Um, Watch Band was based on a real incident and lingered so long in memory that I made some journal notes about it and did a little research and it seems that the the idea behind this um, eroticizing suffering of course is the basis of bondage and domination the old S&M but putting concentration camps and sexuality together are what make these kinds of narratives um, so problematic and so unsettling. But the truth is, in a concentration camp, if you want to live, you have to do such and such. Most of the people who were held in the camps were starved, terrorized, threatened, uh, coerced. We can think of a thousand ways to describe it. But some of them indeed found other ways to cope. And the very notion of sexuality in a concentration camp is for most people just too much to bear. Um, there was a movie in came out in 1974 called The Night Porter uh, directed by Liliana Cavani uh, starring Dirk Bogard and Charlotte Rampling and it deals with exactly this subject um, how two people who were involved in an S&M relationship in a Nazi brothel um, meet again in post-war Vienna and they actually resume their relationship and um, the film of course was mercilessly criticized um, again because um, interactions 
and a relationship between two people could could have been founded on something that horrific. Um, it is distasteful, but it's understandable. Now, the little man who came to the brothel did indeed have that tattoo on his arm. But what is even more heartbreaking about it is that he must have been a very young man in those days and his lifelong means of sexual expression was formed and stayed with him for the rest of his life. He says at one point to the hostess, I want you to dominate me, I want you to hurt me. And at first, she's very uncomfortable about it. But then she steps in because she is able to play a role. What I think shocks her later is that, in a way, she's a witness. And also, her own capacity for cruelty is revealed. And it's something that just explodes inside her head. And she now has to live with the consequences of her actions. They are both captives. He can never leave Auschwitz. He is incessantly reliving this. Sandra even says in the beginning, uh, he's been, he's okay, he's been here before. And he'll be there again. He will never leave Auschwitz. He will not uh, be a witness in the sense of someone who has come to terms with the past, moved to Israel, and become a champion for Jewish rights worldwide. No, no, no. This is someone who goes to a place in the secret dark and closes a door and says to someone, I want you to hurt me. I want you to be cruel to me. Now, the young woman is a captive in another way because she is an elite actress is what she thinks of herself. But this incident has kicked all of that in a, into a cocked hat, you might say, and she's going to need some time to recover. But the little man will go on searching and looking, and I'm sure he's no longer with us, because he was a middle-aged man when this event happened, and it was the 1980s. Sandra says he was there before, and so for her, he's just another John who comes in and says, um, I'd like you to wear red underpants, but this is much more gut-wrenching. And again, the, the suffering, which is his means of coping, then becomes sexualized. He was probably a frail, perhaps somewhat girlish teen when he was taken out of the lines when the trains land, you know, when the trains came into the concentration camps 
And the Nazis were told, put aside these kind of people, those kind of people, very, very pretty young women, very, very frail-looking young men, the elderly. I mean, the, if, you're, um, if you read about the Holocaust, you, you understand the way this was done, a kind of ghoulish triage. But the story stayed in my mind, and I was willing to tell it because it was part of the things I had experienced, the things I had witnessed, and the things I remember most vividly. So, there we are. Um, a little discussion of Watch Band, which is not something you would read as a bedtime story. <laughs> Thanks for listening.